Hey, Gen to Gen podcast listeners, I have the surprise for you that I teased at the end of season two. Season three is kicking off with a new name, Live It Well with Richard Didor. And we're changing the format a little bit. Instead of each series being about one topic, we're just going to do episodes with interesting people who live the mantra, Live It Well, who have great stories to tell, who've lived incredible lives, and who are just awesome people. I think you're going to enjoy it. We've already taped a couple episodes, and this preview episode is with someone who I've known for about 10 years, Nick McCarville. And Nick is someone who, if you follow tennis, if you follow uh, figure skating or gymnastics and love sports, you will have seen him. You'll see, you will have seen his tweets, his YouTube show, his Instagram show. He's an incredible guy with some great stories. We had a great conversation, and this is just a preview. The real episode is going to come out in one week, so be sure you are subscribed if you aren't already. Live it well with Richard Didor. Link in the show notes. Enjoy this preview. In this new world that you as a reporter work in, um, I happened to catch your Instagram live the other day um, because you're having to kind of change how you do things. And you, like I knew you when you weren't Nick McCarville, the tennis reporter and Olympics reporter. Um, And so it's, you become like this social media guy in, in like the millennial sports world is probably the worst way to put it but like that's how i like i think that's what you are um (laughs) (laughs) what's that like like you are you are always on youtube you're always on and like doing these new things for all these big events um talk us what what's that like well i i think i'll take that as a compliment (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, no, it's, it's been really good. You know, I, I've, yeah, you and I have known each other for, I think, some 10 years, but I, um, it's been really good. You, you know, I, I uh, for two years, I was the USA Today tennis reporter, which I, I really lucked out in getting that job and, the, and then worked my butt off when I was And then that was in 15 and 16. And then in 17, I chose to leave that position and, really saw an opportunity with social media and the digital space to start doing more stuff front of camera. And so I had, you know, a lot of contacts within tennis that were trusting of me and my ability, which I had done a little bit in front of camera before that. But um, I started working with the Australian Open, actually all of the majors in different ways on doing different presenting roles. And it's been really fun. Uh, I I think sometimes I feel like you've got to remind yourself and we have to all do this no matter what we do that you can't do it all. So like I'll see a breaking story or I'll see a fellow reporter do something like, oh, I should have thought of that or what if, you know, why didn't I do that or, or, or what have you. But um, I've really tried to kind of like find my lane, stay in my lane and then like do what I can the best that I can and not worry about like FOMO or feeling like (laughs) I'm not, you know, like, oh, this reporter did that. I should have whatever. And so, um, you know, and I think it's kind of a lesson in asking and not being afraid of the answer as far as opportunities. 
and just tapping into resources and you know it, it it wasn't an easy road and it wasn't a road that um you know like i i still don't do much broadcast work i think that would kind of be the next frontier for me i most of what i do is digital streaming um ott you know extra coverage the wimbledon channel we stream the entire two weeks and we have very limited amounts of live tennis but we still have an entire dedicated channel that's eight hours a day, the Wimbledon channel. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, it, it's been, it's been fun. And I, I obviously consider myself lucky being working in the live sports world, which um, I know is a dream of a lot of people's. And, and I, I just try to sort of recognize that and um, appreciate that that's sort of my everyday. Yeah. I think to me, like you're in the middle of the spectrum, you've got like, Adam Rippon on the far end of um, kind of what he does. And then you've got just a very, very traditional reporter on the other end. And you're kind of in the middle to me, like how you have taken this channel, this digital channel and kind of made it your own. And like, I've, I've watched your stuff on Wimbledon channel and stuff like that. And like, it's not a typical sit down program. Um, it's fun and engaging and interesting to me, the general fan who, who play tennis growing up like you. And so like, I don't need to know the ins and outs of what was going on in the player's head. Like it's fun to know that, but it's more interesting to me the way that you kind of approach a lot of your conversations with these players because they're still human and they are of the same age where like they're engaging at the same level in the same way. And so it's fun to kind of bring that home in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and that's what I think always, you know, I, I've gotten the opportunity to cover figure skating and gymnastics at the Olympics, and um, I'm not, like, tennis is the one sport that I cover, I mean, that's most of my work, but I can at least get away with, I played it as a kid, I was obsessed with it, watching it on TV, I, I took proper lessons, like, I know the sport really well, whereas in figure skating and gymnastics, I've had to learn a lot of, like, the actual ins and outs of the sport, but where I feel as though I carry my own weight is asking questions, doing my research, and really just wanting to tell stories that, you know, you as a Richard the viewer would want to hear from Simone Biles or Adam Rapon or any of them. And yeah, make it fun, sometimes make it silly, make it accessible, um, give the athletes sort of that platform where, you know, social media has changed all of it. So athletes feel like they have a platform already. But give them that further platform where they really feel like they get to be heard and hopefully give some fans at home the point of view of a of an athlete or an event that they might not have had before it's so it's so interesting you talk about not knowing a sport you cover um when i was in college i was assigned to cover um wrestling which i had knew nothing about it. I didn't like wrestling growing up. I thought it was stupid. And all I saw were my high school classmates, you know, cutting weight. I was like, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Why would you do that? Um, but then like getting to cover it and learn about it and the ins and outs. And like, now I've got a friend who's, who's little boys into wrestling and he's asking me questions about how the scoring works. And I'm like, I remember how that works. I can talk you through that. And it's just so it's interesting. Like you just get into it and you become, through your work, you can become a fan of these things that you've never really paid attention to yeah. um, and respect the the work that goes into each of these um, different sports. Yeah, and I think, you know, our world, because of social media, our world has become so, like, 
segmented or uh, nicheified. Like there's so many of these different little niches that exist. And I, I don't, I have not chosen to work in, you know, one of the big four sports in, in the States in particular, but, um, I, with the storytelling, it's been amazing to kind of like get to know these little worlds and like, you know, the figure skating world is massive and the money in it is big and the personalities are big. And to be able to like kind of bring that to a, sometimes to a more general audience, like when I've worked with NBC, that's been really cool. Um, but then also on the flip side, you have to be very careful when you're kind of teetering into a, a new niche like that, a new world like that, that I I will never tweet something that I'm not certain of or I won't try to be an expert when I that's not my role. Like I, I know, you know, I, I know my lane. I said that earlier, but um, because on social media, you've got so many of these fans and people that are, you know, really experts as far as um, knowing the sports inside and out. So I, I try to stick to the stories and the personalities and the research and um, and kind of use that as my vehicle to connect with the athletes to, yeah, to connect them back to you. Thank you so much for checking out this preview episode of Live It Well with Richard Didor. That's me, your host. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're interested, please do go subscribe. The link is in the show notes. We are an Apple podcast, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen, please do subscribe. These are going to be some great stories, and I cannot wait to tell them. The first episode comes out in one week. It'll be the full conversation that I had with Nick McCarville, and we've got other great episodes already in the hopper that, that I'm not going to tease you with any of them. They're just really good personalities, really good stories, interesting stories, tough stories, but they're real, and that's what I'm really looking forward to. Our music for this episode is from Raphael Nux. This is called Ukulele Fun. So again, please do go subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us online. We're at Live It Well Podcast on Instagram. I, your host, am also on Instagram under my name, Richard Didor. So please do follow me there. Finally, this podcast is mixed and produced by Sprout Media. They can be found at GoSproutMedia.com. Also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under that name, GoSprout Media. This is with our mobile podcast studio. So please do go check them out as well. We will see you soon. And don't forget, go subscribe.